join the shade. Hey, brother, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I have made. Hey, Good evening, happy Sunday, and welcome to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design. I am your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. This week, my guest is Mr. Blair Jonas, manufacturer's representative for several exceptional furniture lines and associated uh, uh, entities that include Lazar Furniture and Chandra Rugs, just to name a couple. Blair, welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Blair and I go back uh, a number of years. He uh, taught me a great deal about the furniture business overall, so I am really pleased to have you on the show. And I know we're a little bit out of your comfort zone, Blair, so uh, I'm sure you're going to do fine, and uh, I'll try not to make you cry. That would be really good. I don't want to cry on air. <laughs> Segment three is all going to be a uh, psychoanalysis of Blair Jonas uh, until such time as he's curled up in a fetal position in the corner, hoping for the best. Sucking my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Our mixologist uh, this evening could not be with us, so I'm also doing some cocktail work, which is a good thing because it means it's going to be a simple cocktail because there's only so much that I can keep in my head at any particular moment. Uh, Blair, you are a uh, member of what Oscar Wilde called the drinking class, are you not? Yes. Are you an Oscar Wilde fan? Um, I am. I, when I, I mean, I, I'm not a fan. I don't know enough about him, but uh, I'm sure I would be if you share some of the stories. <laughs> He's got great quotes. My favorite Oscar Wilde quote. It's a riff on, uh, on, uh, on Karl Marx. Uh, Karl Marx said, "Work is there, or religion is the curse of the uh, working class." Oscar Wilde said that uh, work is the curse of the drinking class. It's a great saying, isn't it? Though it really is. So, welcome Simple to the easy. welcome to the insider uh, edition of uh, Oscar Wilde quotation. Um, this uh, this evening, we are doing a very simple cocktail and one that has kind of been forgotten a little bit, but shouldn't, because it is a great after-dinner drink. And it's one of the few cocktails that has enough sweetness that uh, I think it's okay with the modern palate, mm -hmm. uh, but is not, you know, some kind of sugar-hiding of, of a cocktail. We're drinking The Godfather. Are you familiar with the cocktail, Blair? Please tell me. Brett, are you, have you heard of The Godfather? I have not, no. I asked you that just because I saw you weren't anywhere near the microphone. I just like <laughs> to keep you on your toes. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. I am listening to the show. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm glad. That makes one. Um, all right. We, uh, we're doing The Godfather. The I God just took a nap. Right, <laughs> just up. drifting right okay. off. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the Godfather actually is a drink that was created apparently in the 1970s came out right around the same time as the movie The Godfather mm -hmm. and it uses uh, only two ingredients with a uh, with a nut for a garnish those are specifically scotch and what could be more Godfather than scotch mm -hmm. the answer is amaretto so it is uh, by definition a 50-50 mix of scotch and amaretto um, so actually can you hit the uh, the mixing music excellent we have selected my personal favorite uh, uh, scotch, which is Johnny Walker Black. There are some better ones out there, of course, but uh, Johnny Black is just a really delightful blended scotch whiskey. I also, by the way, happen to be a fan of blended scotch whiskeys over single malts, which is contrary to what everyone tells you. I find them more complex. So, in this case, an ounce and a half of... Uh, Johnny Walker Black Scotch, and then Amaretto, the uh, the gold standard in American liquor stores for Amaretto. Amaretto is Di Sirono. Amaretto is a sweet liqueur. 50-50 um, is the traditional mix. That tends to be a little sweet for me, so I'm actually going with about a two-to-one mix of Amaretto and Scotch. So midway through, if I want to change to still water with no ice with a zest of lemon, is that You is sure that will be asked to leave. I will be asked to leave, I see. So <laughs> I better stick with the concoction you've, you've uh, made just now. You have no place okay, in this fine. studio. I understand the parameters now. <laughs> My friendship is, is highly qualified um, and dependent on uh, drinking. So that's it. Uh, two parts scotch, one part uh, amaretto, garnished normally with a filbert, but in this case, I was unable to find filberts, so we're going to use the more commonly available 
lightly salted almond. So, uh, these are poured over rocks. This is not a shaken cocktail. This stirred. is stirred gently. Garnished with a nut, which does actually add something substantial. And we have the Godfather. Brett, are you prepared to try a Godfather? We'll send one out to you. I am, yeah. During the break, I look forward to it. All right. You can hold on for one second. First, we're going to raise our glass, do a quick clink, and enjoy. Blair, I want your honest opinion. Okay. Tell me what you think. Mm. Actually, quite delicious. Isn't it, though? It's very, very refreshing. It is. A cold it, winter night. It is absolutely, it is a great after-dinner cocktail. Mm. I think my dad, who introduced me to uh, The Godfather, uh, both the movie and the cocktail, tended to uh, to have it before dinner, which is kind of weird, but he also, apparently in college, used to make tuna spaghetti. So, <laughs> we're only going to put that to the side. Mm. Um, all right. There it is. We've got our cocktail mixed. We've got that all up and ready. We're going to start with a little small talk conversation. And I'm going to ask you, Blair, a relatively light question. Mm -hmm. Specifically, would you rather live your whole life in a virtual reality where all your wishes are granted or live in the real world, at least in as far as we understand it? Mm. Well, as good as the first one sounds, the former one sounds, I'd definitely say the latter. Really? Living in the real world, absolutely. Why is that? Because that's where we grow. And um, I'm actually, I'll just, just a side story, I'm, I'm engaged to a wonderful woman. I didn't and, know that. Congratulations. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's coming up July 14th. And I just thought of all the intricacies of what goes on until that end point. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to set this up, set that up. I just wanted to get to the end point without all the the stuff that can go awry in, in the process of get, leading up to that um, that date. And somebody once told me, enjoy the journey. Mm -hmm. And that's so true. If you enjoy the journey with all the bumps and, and challenges along the way, you grow from them. So I think that's why I live in a reality. Interesting. You know, as an aside, you realize that I am an ordained minister. I see. And I'd be happy to marry you. I'll, I'll just leave it out there. <laughs> okay. If you would like me to preside over the uh, event, I am I am ordained by the Universal Life Church. I'll discuss it with my rabbi. It'll be an interesting <laughs> discussion. <laughs> we could do kind of a joint thing or something like that. It's up to you, rabbi. Go back and forth. I I don't think that would fly, but I will I will ask the question if you want me to pose the question. All right, it's out there. It's out there. Brett, what do you think? Reality or a perfect world? Well, I kind of like Blair's answer. I was going to say sometimes ignorance can kind of be bliss if you're just living in that fake world, but I never thought of the fact that, yeah, you do grow more if everything's not perfect. I kind of like that answer. If there's growth. Yeah. I mean, we could then go down the rabbit hole of whether people actually change something we've talked about in the past. And couldn't you almost become just unhappy if you're actually happy all the time if you don't have any adversity? I don't know. Hedonistic ad adaptation. Have you heard the phrase? I have not. No. It actually, it literally uh, uh, means, uh, well, not literally, but it, 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 it means that everyone has a baseline of happiness. Mm -hmm. And no matter what changes occur in your life, you're going to drop back down to that same level of happiness. Therefore, if there's perfection, you do ever change and you will never get happier. There's another saying that I've, I've heard. If I, well, We're going to have to save it okay. and we take a quick break. So you just sing did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. With all the convenient big box stores that sell appliances, why do so many Minnesotans choose Warner Stellion? Check online to learn that Warner Stellion is a Minnesota family-owned business for over 60 years. Warner Stellion sells more brands than anyone else, and our passionate specialists are committed to impressing you so much that you'll refer us to everyone you know. That's our mission here at Warner Stellion. Ask around, check us out online, and when it's your time to buy appliances, join over 300,000 Minnesota homeowners and choose the specialists, Warner Stellion. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, 
Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Do you or someone you know need dental care but can't afford it? Join Shamblot Family Dentistry for their 13th annual Dentistry from the Heart event. A day of free dentistry for those in need. All patients will be seen on a first-come, first-served basis. No appointment required. Dentistry from the Heart provides free limited dental care to those in need. This event is for new patients only. Shamblot Family Dentistry has given away more than $320,000 in free dentistry through Dentistry from the Heart. The 13th annual event will take place on Wednesday, February 13th at Shamblot Family Dentistry in Hopkins and in their new St. Paul location at 400 Selby Avenue in the Blair Arcade. Starting at 7 a.m., Dr. Shamblot and his team will treat as many patients as possible. It's first come, first served, so patients should arrive early. For more information about this opportunity for free dental care, visit ShamblotFamilyDentistry.com or call 1-800-FIX-MY-TEETH. Bose Tax Service on Ford Parkway in St. Paul has been preparing tax returns since 1971. They're one of the most successful independently owned tax services in the country with a diverse team of highly trained and screened tax preparation experts. Tax laws and forms are always changing, and you need someone who is a dedicated tax preparation professional. Visit www.mohstax.com. That's M-O-H-S tax.com. Or give them a call, 612-721-2026. Mo's Tax Service. They work for you, not the IRS. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in the godforsaken suburb of St. Louis Park. <laughs> I am your host, Gregory Rich, and this evening we are enjoying the Godfather cocktail, which is a blend of scotch and amaretto. And I had to cut Blair off, and he was about to say something, actually, I think really meaningful. Blair, what were you going yeah. to say? Well, at the risk of mangling the quote and i'm just paraphrasing but it's something to the fact that you there's more quality to life of attending uh mourning than m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g than to attend houses of simcha it's a jewish expression meaning if you go to parties and have fun all the time it's all it's like kids on video games they play and play play it's all fun it's all hyper and it's all um happy and and but if you go to a house of mourning and you have more uh, compassion and you develop a more sensitivity to the sanctity of life and and the human element and um so you grow from that and you are become more aware of your your vulnerabilities and and um just your outlook on life i think that's i mean it's there's no question i mean it's it's hard to to grow in a vacuum and and again if you're happy why change anything and 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 what have you but on the other hand one could also argue why what is the point of life if not happiness in and of itself mm -hmm. and therefore growth is not necessarily an end in, in and of itself so i mean you know you could argue from a from a from a nihilist perspective that you know if we're all dying and disappearing and everything goes into the ether anyway mm -hmm. you can grow all you want it's meaningless therefore why not simply enjoy yourself while you're you're there mm -hmm. but you would disagree growth is is and i'm not a saying end of the two perhaps I don't know. It's uh, it, it's no. It's absolutely true. I mean, I, I'm with you. I'm not going to debate you. I'm not going to debate you, Blair. Like your drink, the blend. The blend. Amaretto is the happiness. The Scotch is the is the pain. <laughs> there you go. And the nut. I don't know what role the nut it's plays. It's a microcosm of life. This drink in this glass. <laughs> it's. I don't know. It's. I, it's that is a huge question. I mean, someday maybe we'll do like you know a uh, a pay only. A discussion of the meaning of life from the Jewish and mm -hmm. from a hybrid Buddhist Reformed Roman Catholic uh, okay. currently nihilist perspective. Very nice. But I will quote Ecclesiastes if I may. Yes, I'm interested. The dead are happier than the living, but happier still is he who has never been. Hmm. 
Mm. I like that. Very nice. Thank you. I told you. I'm <laughs> I'm ordained. It, it took like two clicks on the internet to get I this see. far. It wasn't I'm easy. Like, maybe you will officiate the wedding. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Going to get punched by your rabbi. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> you, can, you can handle yourself. Actually. <laughs> yeah, physically how much I'm drinking. Yeah. I took out two rabbis or I was completely drunk and it was just one. But either way, it's mm. hard to say. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about furniture a little bit. You and I are both sure. back from Furniture Market yes. in Las Vegas, yes. uh, Nevada. Um, what are your thoughts on attendance this year? What's the state of the industry? Yeah. Well, first of all, it should be noted that it was 90 degrees warmer there than it was here in Minnesota. <laughs> it's insane, right? My thoughts in the industry, I, I thought there was an incredible energy at the Las Vegas market. I've been going there for, what is it, going on at least 10 years. That market has been in existence. And the um, energy was palpable. The attendance was up. Um, I talked to several reps who said there was uh, very good business and um, it was a very good, positive market. That's interesting. So attendance was up. Yes, it was. Mm -hmm. Now, the furniture market tends to be, in Las Vegas, uh, it's not surprisingly West Coast. It's more importer-based mm -hmm. than, say, High Point, North Carolina, which is mm -hmm. the other North American show. Right. Um, first, would you agree with that, that, that High Point yes. tends to be more... Absolutely. Custom. In fact, when the Las Vegas market came into existence, their idea was to use that as a hedge against High Point because they were looking at how the Internet was becoming such a huge factor in the industry and that those imports would come in from the Orient to China, that area, into California. And that was, I think, the impetus of that market. Really? Yes. Oh. Mm -hmm. Well, it, it, it makes sense. I was unaware of the history, and that mm -hmm. is how I interpret it, having gone to, uh, to, I don't know, five or six Vegas markets, I think, at this point. By the way, the original plan was eight to nine buildings. Really? And their their timing was horrible. It was I think 2006. Yeah, I think that's right. 2006, seven, eight when the market went down, and uh, that's what kept them at three buildings. And it won't grow from there. It'll just be the three buildings. But their original plan was to have eight or nine buildings. That's interesting. I know a lot of suppliers also bailed out on Las that's Vegas because right. the cost has gone up so much yes. down there. Because um, there were a couple of main players that didn't attend mm. that I've seen there in the past. That's right. So I but I'm pleased to hear that attendance has gone up because it has been a really, you know, it's it's a trying time in the industry and yes. internet competition is is making it harder as things become mm -hmm. more homogenized to try to get things shipped out right away through these online retailers. Um what about what about the the market segments? Uh, you represent a bunch of different lines from accessories to upholstery to rugs. Did you notice any particular market segment being hotter than any other? Yeah, as far as market segment, I think uh, the design business has been a huge factor. Uh, when I started in the industry, it was all about the rage was furniture stores, furniture stores. You'd be like welcome them with open arms and then uh you look at designers and say oh go away you know there's the curse and it's completely changed i mean while furniture stores are still significant uh, i feel that the design trade has been huge and that's been uh the the hedge against the online retailers is i think people need a little hand holding mm -hmm. and if i could shamelessly plug habitation that's what you i think represent is that helping that customer along the way and getting the right design and the right look into their home and i think that's what a large segment of the um consumer base is looking for interesting well first i i applaud your lack of shame uh in plugging <laughs> sure habitation as a friend of mine once said I'm, I'm immune to shame because shame is only for people with dignity um but you use it well and you are a dignified man but you're, you're right i mean it is a matter of uh adding value it's not just buying a sofa it's right. buying expertise Absolutely. So when you say designers are becoming a bigger part of the market, are you talking independent uh, designers or are you talking stores, brick and mortar that are more design focused? Right. Probably the latter. I mean, there are some very good talent. There's some good talent on the in-home designer, but the benefit of using the brick and mortar is you could see and touch and feel. And I think that's very important. Um, if I could share a quick story. My um, administrative assistant, uh, who is 25 years old and is very sharp, and she, in fact, she's a premium uh, Amazon uh, cons customer, she told me, to, to my surprise, that she would only buy furnishings 
in the store because she wants to touch it and feel it. And I thought that was um, a glimmer of hope in, um, in, in the millennial generation. That is interesting. And... Uh Oh, excellent. All right. Well, I'm glad to hear that. And that's always been the, the argument. I We're running out of time where I could tell you about the time that I uh, pitched back when I was in the internet uh, 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 IT world. Mm-hmm. I pitched Schneiderman's on, on an internet site. But we're running out of time before we get into that. But we're going to pick it up when we come back. Um, we're talking with Blair Jonas. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, but when we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit more about High Point Furniture Market and some of the ins and outs of the furniture business. Stick around. Somebody's waiting on the other side. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design in St. Louis Park and host of Drink in the Style every Sunday at 5 p.m. You're listening to AM 950, so I already know that you care about your community, and I'd like to encourage you to demonstrate that commitment by shopping at locally owned businesses like Habitation. Not only do we have some of the most exciting furniture lines in Minnesota, we've selected those manufacturers that offer value and style while doing business the right way. Habitation offers sustainably sourced furnishings from premium suppliers like Phillips Collection, Trika Furniture, and North Carolina-based Lazar Industries. Each offers an array of styles, fabrics, and materials. And Habitation's ASID design team can help you turn your space into an oasis that brings joy and happiness no matter what is going on in the world outside. Won't you give us a chance to earn your business? Stop into Habitation at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard and see how you can make your space exceptional. I'm Richard R.J. Eskow, and this week on The Zero Hour, we'll be discussing political corruption, Wall Street shenanigans, our corporate overlords, digital dystopia, and maybe throw in a surprise or two as well. All this and more on The Zero Hour, every Sunday night from 9 until midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Tom Hartman here telling you that solar energy isn't just for environmentalists. Switching to all-energy solar is actually perfect for reducing your carbon footprint while also saving money on your monthly electric bill. The fact that solar panels cause no earth-harming emissions while it's producing energy is a bonus. Who in the world could object to that? But they can also help you save money month after month for decades. And they do it with a clean footprint. So go green and start saving money today by visiting allenergysolar.com. I'm Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings Magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. You know how it is with vacuum cleaners. You buy them, you break them, then you throw them away, right? Well, not necessarily. Often, fixing your vacuum can be cheaper than replacing it. Ever heard of A1 Vacuum in Roseville? They offer free estimates. So if you wish your vacuum worked like new again, drop by. A1 Vacuum is ready to help clean up your vacuum cleaner act. Find us at a-1vacuum.com or call 651-222-6316. With your M950 weather, I'm Sam Turnberg. Tonight is cloudy with a low around 13. Tomorrow, cloudy with a high near 26. Tuesday, snow with a high near 26. Wednesday, partly sunny with a high near 16. And Thursday, cloudy with a high near 22. If you need a space heater or extra blankets to feel comfortable in the winter, that's a sign that your house is not properly insulated. The Green Home Doctors can remedy that. Take advantage of the rebates and great incentives from XL and Centerpoint Energy before it's too late. Find more information at greenhomedr.com. People hurry on down from every town, have a look at the Robert E. Lee. 
Welcome back to Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. on AM 950 here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and available anytime as a stream or podcast. Check out am950radio.com or drinkinthestyle.com or any of your uh, podcast apps, including iTunes, Podcast Addict, Podcast Pocket, Pocket Podcasts? That works. Uh, just to name a few. Thank you for being with us. Music tonight, by the way. Isn't that a great little track? Neil Diamond, the Robert E. Lee. It's pithy. It's delightful. Very catchy. Thank you. I thought so. Um, we're talking with Blair Jonas. Uh, we are talking about a furniture market in Las Vegas, Nevada, which recently wrapped up just last week. Um, and I got a couple more questions. I want to keep walking uh, with this uh, this particular subject. Sure. As I said, you have been in the business for a long time. Your dad was in the business, he right? Was, he was. He was my mentor. Uh, 33 years I've been in the business now. A long time. Wow. Yeah, so I learned some of that old school uh, philosophy from my dad. That's why I like you. You, you are. Mm -hmm. You are old school. Mm -hmm. What changes have you seen in the uh, in the market, in the industry, specifically in the market? Let's stick with that oh, the over market. these years. Well, the obvious ones, the Internet. Yeah, I mean, everybody talks about that. Um, well, you know, while the Internet has been... Um, a source of contention for us brick-and-mortar fans. It's also been uh, actually a blessing in, this, in a sense in that we step up our game. We do better. We can reinvent ourselves and evolve and do better. And, um, and I think when retailers have an experience for consumers, I think that's what you cannot get on an Internet. And I think, again, to shamelessly plug habitation, I think that's what you experience uh, in that type of setting. So I think that's one of the one of the obvious changes um on on a, if i can relate some personal changes um again this is going back 33 years pre uh cell phone okay um you when started i started selling so stone sofas as i recall right st uh stone sofas <laughs> chiseled flintstone style right, exactly yeah, right okay. yeah that's how far back i go exactly right <laughs> kind of neanderthalish uh but uh, you may recall this if you were driving through the dakotas for instance there were long long stretches between cities long stretches just prairie and you'd hit that uh, am dial because fm was done you couldn't get anything on fm so you'd go to the am and go through the whole uh circuit of of and you'd hit the farm report okay. and then you'd hit scan again and you hit the farm report every mm -hmm. just once so i learned the farm point if it's bored with that i talked to the cows <laughs> And so, so those were... They started talking back around the 30th mile, right? Yes, they did. And so now you have Sirius Radio and you have cell phone. So that's a huge change. Another uh, change um, is writing orders back in the day, hand mm -hmm. cramps. Now you have the iPad. Um, another change was, remember the old fax machines with a the thermal paper? Yes, and it curled up. Curled mm -hmm. up, especially at the end with the red strip that shows you got to re... Mm -hmm. reload the paper so now you have email and um, speaking of email um, that's probably my biggest nemesis is emails mm -hmm. there's so many and you can never stay on top of it mm -hmm. it's one of the most challenging aspects of my business and the last change that I've seen is um, our business is largely relationship based but I think it's even more so now than it was back in the day it's mm -hmm. all about relationships and nurturing that Mm -hmm. you're 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 hitting all the main all the main points you're absolutely right the email I, is mm. is a thing i cannot understand because yeah. i there are people have you ever heard the term uh human network router no human network router brett you ever heard that one I have not, no, but I have a comment about email and texting, but keep going, yes. Well, it, there are certain people who pride themselves on their ability to, like, respond to emails almost instantaneously, uh -huh. which is admirable. And if you're doing it well, I'm really impressed. But there's a subgroup of people out there who have earned this title, Human Network Router. That is to say, they, you send them an email, and they are so quick to respond, mm. but they don't actually address the substance of what the email actually is. Mm. So you wind up, you know, asking for information or right. something, and they respond with a non-answer. Yeah, and then you have a long thread. Exactly, <laughs> and, it, and it is literally moving information from one point to another, adding absolutely no value, and creating more trouble, and yet they think they're the most efficient people in the world. I would much rather take two or three days if I absolutely have to unless it's something that's marked critical mm -hmm. and send back a meaningful answer than simply push the information back 
for the sake of saying I got back to you in, in 30 minutes. Right. What were you going to say, Brett? I think email is going to be outdated in 10 years because working my with my producers here, Hunter, Sam, and Eric, mm-hmm. they prefer texting. They right. don't email. That's true. A lot too. of these legislative people I work with on my show, the Minnesota Progressive Repartee. A great there show. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Shameless plug. <laughs> they all go through text. Yeah, I, I mm-hmm. just think it could be going the only problem, yeah. but the, it's just going to be the same problem, yeah, except it just pings you faster and you can't send an attachment back. That's true. It could be the yeah, same idea where people just respond irrelevant. And I am yeah. constantly attacked for being a bad texter yes. because I treat text the way I treat email. Mm-hmm. I'll get to it when I have a moment to take a look and think about what you've said rather than just knee-jerk response. But as I say to my kids, I, I ain't no genie, baby. <laughs> ain't nobody got the power to summons me. Just because you've got my number doesn't mean that you can stop me from whatever I'm doing and demand my attention. You can't just rub your phone and suddenly I appear. And I will not change. As frustrated as as I get with the plethora of emails, texting is going to be even more challenging for me. I know. It'll be interesting. It's it's crazy. I don't know the the answer. (laughs) I don't know the answer. I like what you said. Yeah, yeah. Because when I'm texted, I don't want to immediately respond. No, I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm somewhere else. Just because I'm pinging doesn't mean I'm going to pick my phone up. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of those few people who actually I'll put my phone down on the counter when I get home and mm-hmm. plug it in and ignore it. And I hear it plinging like crazy. And I just, if everyone I care about is necessarily in front of me, I'm going to ignore you. And uh, you better accept that because this is my world. Bring back some old school. That's right. It's exactly right. All right. Market. Yes. Back to market. You've been going for years. I want to know because I know you've got something back there. Without naming names, unless you want to name names. <laughs> Give me one of your best market stories. Oh, boy. Okay. So, well, a quick one that was very unsettling at the time. My roommate at the time was snoring so loudly that I slept in the bathtub. <laughs> and that was not a pleasant experience. I didn't get much sleep. I think I would have been better off staying in bed. But I have a more in, more interesting one. And this happened just about not even a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. I was uh, driving. It was North Carolina at the High Point Market. And I was driving down uh, interstate and just settling into the evening. It was early evening, 9, 10 o'clock at night. And I was just grooving to the to the road and and uh, listening to the talking radio, to the cows, talking to the canoe. <laughs> Not at this point. Okay. Yes. So we were. I was driving along, and all of a sudden, I felt this major bump on my vehicle. I thought, "What's that?" I ran over something. Was it a deer? I didn't know what it was. And I looked to the side, and there was a car that just went into my lane and sideswiped me. So I proceeded to pull over thinking that, okay, we'll just work this out. And the car is jetting ahead. I'm going, oh, I have a, my rental car is a Charger. It was a 2016 brand new Charger, okay. jet black. So Which I, I go, do kind of like, by the way, I have to uh, admit. It's a great, it's a great car. So I, I, I accelerate and I'm right on, on their tail. And it, it just instinctively, I called 911 and I explained what happened. And I gave them the description of the vehicle, the driver's license, everything. So I'm, I'm, you know, still, I'm chasing along at a safe distance. By the way, for your listeners, I don't recommend this. It's not a smart <laughs> idea. Just give them the license plate, tell them where they're, the directions, and then leave it at that. But like a fool, I keep going. I keep uh, pursuing the vehicle. So going in and out, they're going down side streets, and I'm on the phone all this time with the 911 operator, and she tells me to just back off. They got the information. Like a fool, I said... I kept saying, I'm too far in, I can't get out. <laughs> so we're going back and forth through these avenues, and, she, and she's telling me, look, is it worth your life? Do they go down an alley? They get to, I said, if that happens, I'll back off, but for now, I'm too far in, I can't get out. So this is going on for about 10 minutes. I'm giving all the coordinates, <laughs> okay. and uh, finally, after 10 minutes, a cop shows up, pulls them over. They take this lady out of the vehicle. She was a young lady, and uh, she was in handcuffs. They explained to me later that she had heroin underneath her leg, and they said this is a huge problem in the triad area of High Point, Mm -hmm. Greensboro, North, and uh, Winston-Salem, but I guess it's an epidemic throughout the nation, but Mm -hmm. in particular to this tri-state area. And um, just as a quick, if I could uh, fast forward the story, um, I shared That's this. the woman you're marrying. In yeah, exactly Sorry. right. She cleaned up her act. <laughs> so just uh, to fast forward the conclusion of the story, I shared this information with my agent. He's never heard this, this type of thing before. 
and I thought everything was fine. I found out later that my uh, agent told me that her story was that I went into her lane. I said, "Are you kidding me?" She was, you know, booked on heroin charges. She, hey, it's it's a he said she said story, and there's nothing we could do. Really? So there you go. Wow. It's a true story. Oh, oh, that's that's terrible. Ah, truth. We're going to talk in the habitation audio log mm-hmm. in segment four. We're going to talk about the importance of truth and the impact mm-hmm. on it. Might get a little bit political overall. So she's on heroin, and they took her word over yours, yes. or just said, "Eat." Wow. Yes, it's. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. That's horrific. Mm-hmm. That is terrible. I mean, you know, again, you've got to. And, of course, now we're the technology, I guess, you might have cameras and things like that. But right. it, you shouldn't need cameras no. to really prove your word against a heroin addict. I followed up later with the officer, and he said he didn't believe a word she said. She told him at the time that I went into her lane. It's completely untrue. Wow. Well, you were driving a black charger, which That's makes right. you sketchy to begin with. Man, did that thing have acceleration. It was, <laughs> it was a real interesting, <laughs> great ride. All right. All right. We got to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk very quickly about the Habitation Audio Log, and then we're going to dive into uh, discussions of Chandra Rugs because I love Chandra Rugs. I love Robbie out there and a little bit about Lazar. Stick with us, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, segment four is going to be fun, exciting, and we may or may not have a discussion of uh, Blair Jonas's sketchy past. <laughs> Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Are you concerned about health care reform, deportation, gun violence, the Line 3 pipeline? Learn how to make your voice heard. Register now for the Min by Min Beyond the Vote Conference on Sunday, February 24th at Harding High School in St. Paul. Minnesota artist and Northland Poster Collective co-founder Ricardo Levins Morales will kick off the day as the keynote speaker. The day-long conference features a variety of workshops and activities to help you better understand the issues, boost your activism skills, and connect with activist and advocacy communities across the state. Be sure to visit the exhibitor tables and try out the new hosted interactive walk-up stations. Register today at mnxmn.org. Early bird rates are available through Valentine's Day. Student discounts, scholarships, and child supervision are also available. Or sign up as a volunteer and attend sessions for free. For more details or to register, visit mnxmn.org. That's Min by Min Beyond the Vote Sunday, February 24th at Harding High School in St. Paul. Min by Min, empowering civic engagement in Minnesota. Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland stoves and fireplaces and I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Just called to say 
Hello. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. Music this week has been provided by the incomparable Neil Diamond of his forgotten film track uh, and very loose interpretation of the jazz singer. But uh, it's such a good album that uh, I just... I just really wanted to, uh, to to play it. Great voice. We're talking with Blair Jonas, uh, furniture manufacturer's rep uh, for a number of different lines, and we've been talking quite a bit about two of my favorite lines of his. And while we are going to get to the Habitation audio log, I did want to talk quickly about two of my favorite lines, both carried at Habitation, uh, Lazar and Chandra Ruggs. Mm -hmm. Tell us about let's talk about lazar furniture we started sure. carrying them in uh fall late summer of of 2018 so yeah that's my recollection what makes lazar special ah. well we uh just if i could back up to the history it's in the mid 80s and we uh developed our product as a hedge against the container business coming in so they're they're all about shapes almost like cartoon shapes because they knew they can compete head on with the uh, imports because everything had to be in container and straight edges so oh, interesting. they're all about shapes yep. and also our sophisticated patterns, uh, pops of color our pricing, the execution uh, and it's very well made um, we use the finest quality hardwoods and springing mechanisms and webbing and uh, um, we have a generous uh, warranty program uh style, value, just, it's kind of common buzzwords, but that really does represent the Lazar line. It is a beautiful point. You know, I didn't think about that. You're mm -hmm. exactly right. When you're importing container loads of furniture, mm -hmm. honestly, having a flared arm yes. or something like that costs money, mm -hmm. and it's all about making sure that the product lands for 20 or $30 less That's right. than anything on. Lazar, they do. They have these organic shapes. They actually create this, and they're bench-made furniture uh, as well, correct? Yes. I mean, they're yes. made in North Carolina. Yes, all U.S.-made, which is very nice, and we were eco-friendly, and we also um, are very transitional. I mean, we have some traditional styles transitional, but we kind of take off where other companies leave off. So we go from the nice transitional look to the funky, unique, almost cartoonish design with a lot of flair. It is cool. It's it is. It's a chance to express yourself in, in in your furniture, and you want to have that kind of you know expression. And it's why we've done so well, and why we've really enjoyed carrying the line. Another important thing I should point out is our custom capability. That's a huge mm -hmm. factor too. Yes. That separates us from the others. And you also isn't Lazar now covering their frames with outdoor umbrella fabrics? Oh, good point. Thanks for mentioning that. Yes, in fact, all of our styles, with the exception of few, because they belong to another company, is. Uh, custom um, outdoor uh, we, we can make into outdoor um, use I mean you could literally throw it in your pool and take it to the driveway and wash it like you wash your car and it's it's impervious to that we use special foaming uh, foam core and we use a special uh, powder coated um, um, hardware and uh, the uh, the legs and and uh, so it definitely has an outdoor use, which is a huge growing category in our industry, as you know. Yeah, it, it, it's true. And it's absolutely brilliant. I was so thrilled when you said this. Now you can have what would normally be living room furniture, but it is able to be covered properly, and you can use it outside so you're no longer stuck with the same faux rattan that everybody is. is. Absolutely. Yeah, I it love the line. It has indoor application, but it's certainly used for outdoors as well, which is really unique in this industry. I love the line. It's, it's no doubt. And Chandra Rugs, we've yeah. had we've had uh, reps from Laloy Rugs, another one of the rug yes. suppliers, which Friendly I'm also a fan of. Great line. But Chandra, I love because it's got such uniqueness to mm -hmm. the line. And Ravi, the uh, one of the owners of of, of Chandra, mm -hmm. um, has really created an exceptional collection of rugs. What what is it about Chandra that resonates so much with me? Because I can't put my finger on it. You sure, tell me. Sure. Well, in two words, we care. We really do. We care about the product. We care about uh, how it's made, the value, the people we work with from, you know, the from every segment of the the, the chain. Um, we put a lot of thought into our product. Uh, we're not on trend. We don't try to keep up with the trends. It's more of a well-thought-out classic design, timeless. And we are involved from the very beginning, from the, our yarns to the packaging. Everything is controlled by Chandra. 
Um, we use uh, natural latex backing, premium cotton, so there's no smell. There's very little shedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and another unique, uh, we've been in uh, Chandra. The owner has been in business for 30 years, and um, we started Chandra about. Uh, he started Chandra about. 12 years ago, 2006. Really? And, that's all there's been? They've, yeah. done, they've, well, they've grown big time. They have. Yeah. Yeah. They, the, the acceleration of their growth has been phenomenal. And uh, Chandra is a very unique operator, too. He's one of the few owners. I've been in the business again for 33 years. He's one of the few owners that travels with reps. And he puts his heart and soul into it. We work crazy hours from the morning till the late in the evening. And he's uh, very passionate about the line and... and um, Another thing that differentiates ourselves, and this is maybe an idea for habitation, is the is I shamelessly plug my uh, business is uh, the <laughs> shuffleboards. We do a unique <laughs> shuffleboard in uh, four different sizes: nine foot, twelve foot, fourteen, and sixteen, I believe. And they're like heirlooms. They're beautiful, and it's a fun way to pass the time and do some things recreationally. We've talked a bunch of times about putting one of the shuffleboard mm-hmm. boards on the showroom floor. And I've resisted because, well, they're not cheap. I mean, this and is pure quality. They do take up room. But also the fact that I know I'd probably waste a good 20% of my day it's, playing the little shuffleboard game. You know, it's funny. They played in the showroom and I thought, what's the big deal? And and I started playing it and it really is a little addictive. It's, it it's a fun game. Um, Ravi will disagree with me, uh, but I thought it was a combination of luck and strategy. He thinks it's more strategy, but it's a really, um, it's more fun to play than to watch. It's, yeah. No, it's, I, I, I do love the shuffleboard thing with the sand and the, the, yes. the little pucks little wax float. Mm-hmm. It's completely awesome, and I know I should put one on the showroom floor. Ravi, if you want to put one on the floor, <laughs> I will do, I will give you, I will give you a infinite 60-second spots on the show, at least for the next five years. All right. Um, both great lines. You can necessarily see it. We have to do the Habitation audio log because I have an axe to grind. And I know you want to uh, ask me a question, which has made me nervous since the beginning of the show. Uh, sure. Um, I mean, I've got a long audio log, but I'm going to go through it as quickly as I can. Uh, two godfathers in after a shot. <laughs> so if you listen to this on like 1.3 times speed, uh, you're going to want to slow it down because otherwise I may sound like a chipmunk. Mm, uh, got it. Running through. Slow it down. All right, Habitation Audio Log, installment 26. Las Vegas Mayhem, Risk and Reward. As I've mentioned through the show, Las Vegas Market was uh, wrapped up last week, and all in all, I'd say it was quite a success. At least the furniture side of things was a success. The logistics side, not so much. This winter, Habitation attendees at Market included uh, former show guests and employees Lena Lopizio and Carl Peltier, and of course me. Now, as a small business, uh, sending three people out to the West Coast from Minneapolis is not easy. Room costs, incidentals, meals, and of course airfare quickly add up to the thousands of dollars. The biggest single chunk of which is of course airfare. So, when booking flights, I made the fateful decision to give discount outfit Spirit Air a try. I have to say that at first, I was pleasantly surprised. Employees at Spirit Air were actually more courteous than their Delta counterparts. The plane was relatively new and in very good shape, and everything started out on time. Thanks to Mother Nature, however, and human beings' natural inclination to take the easiest way out of any situation, things went south quickly. We were scheduled to fly home on Tuesday night, the first day of the Polar Vortex deep freeze. I had fully expected that our flight would be canceled, but to my surprise, it was not. We boarded on time, the plane took off on time, and everything seemed to be going well until, about an hour and a half into the flight, the pilot came on the air and announced that the temperature in Minneapolis had dropped, quote, below the minimum temperature required to operate the aircraft. As such, We were being turned around and sent all the way back to Las Vegas. When there, the ticketing agent informed us that because of the temperature, all four runways in Minneapolis were closed. Initially, we were booked to fly from Vegas to Baltimore later that night, and then Baltimore to Minneapolis the following morning. There was that same flight leaving Las Vegas to Minneapolis the following day if we wanted to take it. Uh, 
Now, here's the deal. Spirit was not comping us for hotel stays because the flight was canceled due to weather. So I'm stuck paying for three additional rooms, meals, etc. for as long as we remain in Las Vegas. I had a decision to make. I did consider the Baltimore option because it meant no additional outlay of cash, but I just couldn't imagine making Lena and Carl suffer on board a plane for literally eight hours of crisscrossing the country, then heading back to the Midwest. More importantly, what's the point? If the runways are closed because of the cold and if the plane can't fly in those temperatures, there's no way we could make it back to Minneapolis. I decided that we would book the Vegas, uh, the Vegas to Minneapolis flight that would land two days uh, hence after the cold snap had ended. Here's the rub. It was all a lie. The runways were not closed. They had simply rerouted the smaller planes because the ground crews didn't have enough time to fully keep up with the de-icing. Moreover, the plane itself was perfectly fl fine flying in those temperatures, as was evidenced by the fact that the very same plane was in fact able to land at the very same airport the following night, even though it was colder on Tuesday than it was on, uh, or colder on Wednesday than it was on Tuesday. So what's the moral? Simply this, Spirit made the conscious decision to lie to its passengers so that they did not have to pay for our stays and so that we, the passengers, would not blame them for the cancellation. Seems like an easy and harmless way out of the situation. But in truth, uh, that, uh, but, but the truth is that I made the decisions based on the information they gave me. I reasoned that if it was colder tomorrow than it was today, and we weren't able to land today, it made no sense trying to reschedule for the very next evening. This decision cost me a small business, a substantial amount of money, and cost me and my staff both productive time in Minneapolis, as well as kept us away from our families even longer. Bottom line is this. We live in the age of President number 45. Truth and lies are no longer considered important in their own right. Whatever is expedient is the preferable option. But lies have consequences beyond their immediate impact. Spears' decision to lie to us cost me money, time, and trust. At the very least, it means that we'll never give them a chance to earn our business again because we know that they cannot be trusted, and trust is a commodity that cannot be easily replaced. Nicely done. Thank you very much. An axe to grind with a moral. Mm -hmm. Spirit, are you listening? Spirit, I hope you are listening, you sons of guns, because I was so happy and I actually was defending you for a period of time. <laughs> Blair had wanted to ask me some questions, but we are out of time. That is it, my friends. On behalf of the Godfather Cocktail, the entire 1970s, our guest Blair Jonas and myself, I'd like to wish everyone good luck this coming week and remind you that, in the words of Ethan Watts, the doors of opportunity are marked push and pull for a reason. Good luck this week, everybody. Hey, brother, pour the wine. <laughs>